You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, November the 18th. We have all the awards already been announced. Cy Young, MVP, Manager of the Year, and Rookie of the Year. Gold gloves have been announced. The All-MLB team still remains to be announced, so we're breaking that down a little bit on today's show. I am Lucas Smith, LJ Fastball on Twitter. You can see it right there if you're watching on the good old YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in today. And every day that you tune in, it's always a joy to talk to you guys each and every day, Monday to Friday. I have a couple more episodes to release this Friday. Got to get all the MLB team conversation up before voting ends tomorrow at 4 o'clock local time. So we'll get a couple extra episodes out talking about that as well. And if you notice, I got some Mizzou pride on right now. So some Mizzou, uh, Mizzou uh, sweatshirt on right now as they play uh, college and that They're playing Florida this weekend. So hopefully the Tigers can go ahead and uh, beat the Gators and qualify for a bowl. We will see how it goes. But this isn't Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou is hosted by John Miller. And he does a fine job. Let's go and get into Locked on Cardinals content today. Because the Cardinals do have a nominee at first base for the All-MLB team. Uh, and that is Paul Goldschmidt. The other nominees are Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Max Muncy, Joey Votto, Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, Jose Abreu, Paul Goldschmidt, Yuri Goyal, Pete Alonzo, and Ryan Mountcastle. Um, the, these guys all had incredible, incredible, fine, fine seasons. In case you're wondering, uh, fans participate in this. 50% of the vote does come from fans, and the other 50% coming from a panel of experts. The winners will be announced next Tuesday on the 23rd. The voting closes uh, tomorrow, as I mentioned, at 4 o'clock Central Time. So we'll go and get into the first base nominees today as well as second base. Cover on the right side of the infield. We're going to start with first base since that is where Paul Goldschmidt is at. The Cardinal on this list of nominees. You got Pete Alonzo, the, the, the polar bear. You got Yuri Gurriel, Max Muncy, uh, who probably could have been an all-star. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. chasing an MVP. Freddie Freeman, the MVP of last season. First base is just full Full, full of talent, and I, I think that you know you might think this all MLB team is um, is you know kind of you, you could say it's a, a small award, or you could say it's meaningless, and I would argue that it is not because it's still recognizing talent across the major league baseball, and recognizing talent is important, especially for you know somebody like a Ryan Mountcastle, who when I said that, most of you probably scratched your head and didn't know who that was. It was the first baseman for the Baltimore Orioles this season. Hit 255, hit 33 home runs, had an OPS of 796. Was it the best year of anybody ever? No, but it's worth noting and it's worth talking about guys like that that have had good seasons that might not necessarily get the national media, the national coverage as a guy like a Jose Abreu, like a Freddie Freeman, even like a Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, when you look at the, you know, in a lot of people tell me these days that average doesn't matter, but there were three guys in the first base category that hit 300 or better. Freddie Freeman, 300. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 311. Yuri Gurriel, 219. The next highest on that list, Paul Goldschmidt with 294. He had 31 home runs across the regular season, 99 runs driven in, swiped 12 bags in an 897. 
OPS uh, for Mr. Goldschmidt. The leader in home runs, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., also was second in RBIs. Uh, Jose Abreu was first with 117. On base percentage, Guerrero Jr. had the highest at 401. He had the highest slugging at 601 and the highest OPS at 1002. Most total bases, 363. Highest OPS plus at 169. But guess who was second on that list? Paul Goldschmidt, OPS plus of 143. After that, it was Pete Alonso at 134. Um, So so Paul Goldschmidt might not have been the the most behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as everybody thought, uh, but Paul Goldschmidt still put up a fine season. Uh, Jose Abreu struck out the most times. Rui Gurriel struck out the least amount of times. Walks, uh, most walks for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had a monster season. That's why he was an MVP candidate, or MVP uh, finalist, rather, um, um, Shohei Otani ended up rightfully winning that award, as I talked about. I thought that he was a slam-dunk runaway MVP in the American League, not to take anything away from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or um, uh, excuse me, Marcus Simeon. Um, but, but nevertheless, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did earn some votes, and Otani was the overall winner. Uh, when you look at who, who won votes for the American League, uh, Vladimir Guerrero was second. He had 29 overall uh, 29 second place votes, I should say, one third place votes, 269 points. 30 first place votes for Shohei Otani, 420 points as he was the winner in the American League. So Vlada Guerrero and Marcus Simeon, uh, while they didn't win the MVP, maybe they both get some all MLB nods. Because when, when you look at this first base position, the, 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 the numbers overwhelmingly point to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, what, that... that the, the, the numbers are, are just simply staggering for him. That, that OPS, as I mentioned, being over 1,000. The OPS plus where league average is 100. That 169 is the highest. Um, just remarkable, remarkable numbers for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And for him to do this at the age of 22 um, is pretty remarkable. But, but let, let's talk about Paul Goldschmidt for a moment. Does Paul Goldschmidt has a real, does he have a realistic shot at this award? I don't want to just immediately come in and say no just like that at the snap of a finger. But but it's going to be really, really hard for, for me or for anybody else, rather, to, to convince anybody else that Paul Goldschmidt should get the all-first baseman nod at, at the Major League, at the MLB Team Awards. Because you get one player. This isn't by league. This is by the entire Major League Baseball. This isn't by American National League. So you get to pick one of these players, Jose Abreu, you know, Abreu Alonzo, Freeman, Goldschmidt, Guerrero Jr., Gurriel, Mountcastle, Muncie, Olsen, and Vado. You get to pick one of those players to vote for. So very selective. That's why, again, that's another reason why I think these awards are important because it's a very selective group. You have to beat out a lot of high-quality, high-quality players when you're looking at first base, especially this first base category. As I mentioned, it is just absolutely loaded with talent up and down. Um, It's, you know, while the top one of Vladimir Gurriel Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Excuse me, might be an easy choice. Everybody else is really bunched together in after that. So when I'm looking at who I'm voting for, who I would vote for, I guess I should say, if I were voting, Paul Goldschmidt does get some consideration. 31 home runs, as I mentioned, 99 runs driven in, and just from a Cardinal perspective. And obviously, you know, might not be biased per se, but definitely have a little bit more knowledge on Paul Goldschmidt more so than I do any of the other players covering Paul Goldschmidt. Are covering the Cardinals for for the entirety of the season, knowing what Paul Goldschmidt meant to the St. Louis Cardinals. Paul Goldschmidt does command some respect. He is a force in the St. Louis Cardinal lineup. He performed each, for, for the most part, I guess I should say, each and every day. He played 158 of 162 games. 
especially when you when you look at his second half. When, when you look at what he meant to this Cardinal team, when, when you break it up, and Paul Goldschmidt, historically speaking, has had a rough start to his career, a rough start to his seasons early on. April and, and May haven't tended to be too kind to him. When you look at the numbers, and I'm pulling up the numbers now, uh, but Paul Goldschmidt really turned it around in the second half, and especially when you look at September, when the Cardinals went on their 17-game winning streak. You're not going to go on a 17-game winning streak with a player like Paul Goldschmidt on your team and have Paul Goldschmidt not produce. Um, the, the, the offense was the catalyst during that run, as I mentioned, and the computer doesn't want to seem to pull it up, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that get to that in a moment. Paul Goldschmidt meant the world to the St. Louis Cardinals in 2021, especially in the second half, I should say. That's why, you know, maybe as a Cardinal follower, giving a little bit too much credit to, to, to Paul Goldschmidt, but my vote, overall vote, will go indeed to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at first base. I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he wasn't the clear MVP, but he's the clear choice for the all-MLB team at first base. This is somebody that, that when he came up, he was touted as one of the best to— one of the highest-rated prospects ever. Um, might, might have been a little overrated at first, but he has turned it around and had a really, really good start to his career. And the the, the parallel and the, the 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 comparison to his dad, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., if it hasn't already come, it's going to come uh, because they, they have a very similar stance, very similar swing. Um, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will work to make a name for his own sake moving forward in his career, and I'm sure that that will be talked about for years and years on end. Um, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does indeed get the nod for me for all MLB team at the first base position. As good as a season as Paul Goldschmidt had, uh, Goldschmidt locking up the gold glove, uh, not quite good enough for me, offensively speaking, to get the uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. nod, at uh, to surpass Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the nod at first base for all MLB team. Second base is the next one we are going to talk about. Uh, the second baseman also has some fine, fine candidates. But again, to me, there is another one that is that stands out above the rest when you're looking at numbers. Uh, but there, there's, there's two, maybe three that I could argue for that we'll talk about coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. In case you haven't heard, it is back and better than ever with a new web interface as basketball season is rolling with more ROPs excuse me, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains to be your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So if you haven't seen it yet, head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or mobile device and check out the new website and sign up today. Sign up just because you like the new website or sign up because of the 50% welcome bonus that I'm offering you right now for your first deposit. Join right now and use the promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N, L O C K E D O N, for a 50% welcome bonus. So you sign up, you deposit 100 bucks, you use promo code LOCKED ON, you'll get 50 free dollars, and you can bet away and win some money there. Whether you're betting on basketball, football, baseball, postseason, futures, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. We're sticking with the right side of the infield as we move on in our all MLB team discussion today. We talked about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. getting my vote at first base. Um, Paul Goldschmidt 
you can really twist somebody's arm and possibly get them to vote for Paul Goldschmidt. Um, but but I do think that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the clear winner there. Another Blue Jay is is up top, in my opinion, when, when you're looking at what what say the second base position brings, and that would be Marcus Simeon, another MVP candidate. Um, he was he was third in the league uh, in, in the MVP at 24 third place votes, four fourth place votes, and two fifth place votes. Good for 232 points overall. Um, Marcus Simeon, top three MVP in the American League for 2021. Uh, to me, he had one, he had the best season of any second baseman on this list. He had the most home runs by a long shot, 45. 102 runs driven in was the second. An OPS of seven, excuse me, of 873. That is good for the highest of anybody on this list. Marcus Simeon, just unreal numbers from that second base position. He had a slugging percentage of 538. That is good for tops among these second basemen. Um, just, just remarkable season. His OPS plus was 133. That is good for second on this list behind Brandon Lau of the Tampa Bay Rays. So again, not that none of these other second basemen had good seasons, but Marcus Simeon being an MVP candidate at a second base position, that is just not something you see every day. And then even though Marcus Simeon might be the clear frontrunner because he was an MVP candidate, you still have to look at all the candidates. And to me, you have some solid ones. Ozzy Albies, 30 home runs, 106 RBIs. 799 OPS, you throw in 20 steals. Uh, Marcus Simeon only had 17 steals. Jose Altuve had 31 home runs, uh, 83 runs driven in. Adam Frazier had a 305 batting average this season, 779 OPS. You also have the Rookie of the Year in the National League with Jonathan India on this ballot. 21 home runs, 835 the OPS because of the ridiculous on-base percentage that I mentioned earlier. 69 runs driven in, 12 stolen bases. And in this very state, the Kansas City Royals, Whit Merrifield, 277 the average, only 10 home runs, 74 RBI, 40 stolen bases. Whit Merrifield doing something that not a lot of people do in today's baseball, and that is swipe bags. Uh, Ryland Stiles of Locked On Royals is probably very happy that Whit Merrifield is on his team. I and mean, then maybe Whit Merrifield could be a trade candidate for a team this season. Uh, you have two fighters on this list. I mentioned Adam Frazier, Jake Cronenworth. Uh, 21 home runs, 71 driven in. So w- when you get down to it, when, when if I had to narrow it down to three, I go Ozzy Albies, Marcus Simeon, and Jorge Polanco is my third. He had a 269 batting average, 33 home runs, 98 runs driven in, an OPS of 826 on the season. Uh, Brandon Lau is very close behind there, 39 home runs, 99 driven in, uh, 863 OPS. Um, you know you. Brandon Lau and Jorge Polanco is, is 3A and 3B, both very close. Both had very fine seasons for the for their respective teams, I should say. But but to me, Marcus Simeon is going to, going to get my vote here as well for all MLB team. He had a MVP finalist type season. That for me is, is hard to overlook. Yes, he got third, but he was also up against his teammate Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who was chasing the triple crown for most of the season, and Shohei Otani, who was doing something at the major league level that we have not seen ever, period. I know Babe Ruth was a phenomenal pitcher and phenomenal hitter, but at the level that Shohei Otani did it in the in the American League this season, it's, it, it's, it's getting close, if not has already surpassed Babe Ruth and excellence, in my humble opinion. Uh, second base position, Maybe not necessarily as loaded as the first base position when you're looking at the numbers uh, offensively and 
Um, but but still very fine seasons, as I mentioned. Whit Merrifield, maybe not the best offensive numbers, but he had 40 stolen bases. That was the most of anybody on this list by a long shot. You had a 376 on base mark for Jonathan India. That was tops among any of these gentlemen. You just Second base is a position that you don't always get a lot of offense out of, which is why 45 home runs from that position is staggering to me, and that is a precisely one, one of the main reasons, if I'm being honest, that Marcus Simeon gets the nod at at that position. And yes, Ozzy Alves had more RBI and more stolen base. Simeon had the higher average, higher OPS, um, OPS plus as well. Advantage um, Simeon OPS plus for obvious was 105. And as I mentioned earlier, 133 was Simeon's OPS plus. So the right side is full of Blue Jays in terms of the all MLB team. If you're looking at my vote, this Blue Jays team, just for a quick moment is just a quick little plug for locked on, locked on Blue Jays and for the Blue Jays. This Blue Jays team is an exciting one, in my opinion. They got some former, or they have children of major league base, former major league baseball players. They're young, they're exciting. They almost they made a run this season at the playoffs. They're they're real close to really competing out there in the in the AL East. They play in, in the toughest division in all of baseball, and I don't think that that is too shocking to say either that they are playing in the toughest division in all of baseball. But nevertheless, that Blue Jays team is going to be an exciting one. So second base, I think, is a little bit easier for me to say. Both of them, have, like I said, have runaway winners um, in Simeon and Guerrero Jr. But I think that the separation between Simeon and the second second baseman is a little bit deeper than Guerrero Jr. and the sec- separation between him and the second first baseman because that first base position as I mentioned, it is is loaded. They've got they even have an extra candidate on there. Second base only has um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and the uh, excuse me, the first base has t- uh, ten um, ten selections there for the all MLB team. So that's the right side of the infield. Got it covered for you here on Locked on Cardinals. Next, we're going to break down the NL MVP votes. Talk about uh, Tyler O'Neill, who garnered some votes, as well as some other St. Louis Cardinals who garnered votes um, in not too far away, uh, all things considered, from from being a top finisher, as well as break down the Cy Young Award that was announced yesterday. Talk about who got votes there for some Cardinals as well. Uh, so be back in just a moment if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform. If you are watching on YouTube, we'll take a quick quick beat and be back in just a moment here on Locked on Cardinals. All right, let's break down the MVP and Cy Young Award winners as uh, some, some Cardinals um, were, were on the ballot. Or we're not on the ballot. Some Cardinals garnered some votes uh, when you're looking at Cy Young and um, MVP. Adam Wainwright, three fifth place votes, good for three points. Uh, Corbin Burns being the Cy Young Award winner, winning it by just 10 points. Uh, Burns and Wheeler both had 12 first place votes. Burns had 14 second votes compared to Wheeler's nine second place votes. Um, that ended up being the difference there. Three third-place votes and one fourth-place vote for Burns. Zach Wheeler, in addition to his 12 and 9 first and second-place votes, had four third, four fourth, and one fifth-place vote. I was surprised. I really thought it would be Wheeler or Scherzer, uh, but it ended up being Corbin Burns. Uh, Well-deserved, not trying to diminish Corbin Burns' season, but I was a little surprised at that result. Adam Wainwright got three fifth-place votes for three points. That that's not enough points to me. I'm sorry. Yet you had to take into account 
every little thing. Julio Urias and Jacob DeGrom both had votes as well. Kevin Gossman got votes ahead of Adam Wainwright. Brandon Woodruff had votes again above Adam Wainwright. And again, I'm not saying Adam Wainwright should have been a top five. I'm not saying he should have been a top three. I just think he should have gotten more votes and should have gotten more respect. He tartered off near or slowed down a little bit towards the end of the season. I understand that. But 17-7, and seven, a 305 ERA, 206 in a third innings pitched, 174 strikeouts, a whip of 1.06 as a 39- and 40-year-old starter in his it was his age 39 season. And I'm not trying to throw an, an outrage up, you know, be super upset about, you know, not getting enough Cy Young votes, which might seem trivial to some. But to me, it, it is a lack of respect, in my opinion. Would I have thrown him a one through three vote, you know, first, second, or third place vote? No. I would have thrown him a fourth place vote, a sec, you know, maybe another fifth place vote, two fourth place votes. I would, that, that would have been, I don't think that's unreasonable for me to ask, um, or for anybody to ask for, for Adam Wainwright. And again, I'm not trying to make a hot take here saying he got snubbed from the Cy Young. No. Well-deserved by Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, and Max Scherzer also both had better seasons than Adam Wainwright. I understand that. I acknowledge that. I'm just saying Adam Wainwright, in my opinion, should have gotten more votes for the Cy Young. Should have been in more should have been in better consideration for Cy Young, in my own opinion. Let me know what you think. Put a comment on the YouTube channel. Put put a reply on a tweet. DM at LJ Fastball. DM the show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show at lockedoncards at gmail.com. Let me know. Do you agree? Disagree? I just think Adam Winnett should have gotten more respect. I really do. Moving over to the MVP award. I had a couple Vote-getters for the St. Louis Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt with 128 points, finishes behind Turner, Crawford, Tatis, Soto, and Harper. Bryce Harper being the MVP a second time in his career. Um, congratulations to him. So you had Paul Goldschmidt finishing sixth in the voting and Tyler O'Neill finishing eighth with 62 points. Um, when you're looking at the specific voting breakdown, Paul Goldschmidt got one third-place vote, three fourth-place votes, five fifth-place votes, five sixth-place votes, Seven seventh place votes, four eighth place votes, two ninth place votes again for 128 points. Uh, Bryce Harper had 348. Third place in Fernando Tatis Jr. had 244 points. Um, when you're looking at Tyler O'Neill, his voting breakdown for a total of 62 points one third, two fifth, three sixth, two seventh, five eighth, and two ninth for Tyler O'Neill. Here's what here, here's what also makes the lack of Cy Young respect jarring to me. Adam Wainwright got an 8th place vote for MVP. He got 3 points in the MVP category. It doesn't make it... How, how do you get 1 MVP vote? And... or I'm sorry. He, he got... Yes, 1 MVP vote and 3 signed votes. And, and, and 1 through 5, whatever. I just think Adam Wainwright should have gotten more respect from the Cy Young category. He was very valuable to his team. He was... You know, a lot of people argued, you know, debated on the YouTube channel saying that he was the Cardinals MVP, and I understood those arguments, and I acknowledged those arguments. I just, you know, so was he a better MVP candidate than he was Cy Young candidate? That 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 argument just doesn't correlate to me in terms of the national award. I'm probably getting too worked up over a little thing, but nevertheless, um, 
Adam Winnett does receive votes, as well as, as I said, Tyler O'Neill and uh, Paul Goldschmidt. I was a little surprised that Arenado did not receive any votes, um, and I was also a little surprised at the lack of votes for Tyler O'Neill. Um, Austin Riley was ahead of O'Neill, as well as Turner, Crawford, and then the three finalists as well, including Bryce Harper, the winner in the National League. A bit surprising. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to say that the Cardinals are going to go out on this massive revenge tour in 2022, looking for re- national respect that they didn't get in 2021 or anything of that nature. But, um, you know, the, the, I just thought that they didn't get enough votes as, as they didn't get as many votes for the awards as I thought they would. I, I and at the same time, I, I kind of was surprised that Dylan Carlson was a National League Rookie of the Year award finalist. He didn't win the award. Rightfully, went to Jonathan India. Uh, I know that a lot of people wanted, a lot of Marlins followers wanted or Rodgers to get it. That's a debate for a different time. But I just really, really, really thought Wayne would get more Cyan consideration and that there would be more MVP consideration for O'Neill Goldschmidt, uh, O'Neill specifically, and maybe even a few votes for Arenado. All is well that ends well. It is what it is. We're about to wrap it up here on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. Um, tomorrow's episode, we'll be finishing up the infield of the All-MLB team, as well as the outfield and the pitching for the All-MLB team. Let me know what you guys think of the All-MLB team. Who did you vote for? Who are you going to vote for? Voting closes on Friday at 4 Central Time, so get those votes in at MLB.com if you so choose. Um, but be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Uh, rate the show on iTunes. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell to be notified when an episode goes live. You won't want to miss it again. i got a couple episodes coming your way on Friday, so be on the lookout for that. going to be a good time. Uh, but until I talk to you guys on Friday, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.